Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the fourth preseason NRL Supercoach Talk podcast for 2018. Went in and Perso did another bang-up job on the weekend, talking us through all of the center wings and fullbacks. And we're back for the midweek pod, uh, Wednesday night this week. And we've got myself, Nick, and regular Joe Fitz on the other end of the line. Fitz, good to hear from you again for the first time this year. How's the off-season been? Mate, slowly emerging from hibernation and wondering what the hell's going on with Supercoach this year, but pretty well caught up. Um, you know, obviously wrote the Bulldogs uh, preview last week. And, yeah, mate, very quickly catching up with all the trial news. Beautiful. Excellent. You know, I read a comment on... The Addicts Facebook yesterday, I think it was, it was very true. And it said that people select their best team mid-February. So yeah. I reckon, mate, just go with whatever your gut's telling you now. Just lock it in. And then, yeah, someone men- and then go mentioned back that on, on hiatus the till the season starts. Yeah, so I mentioned that on the side too, and I think I replied that uh, I completely agree. Pretty much pen, uh, except for round one rookies. Um, yeah. That's a very, very smart idea. Yeah, exactly. All right, we're just going to do a short sort of 30, 35-minute podcast tonight, guys, and then when in, uh, we'll be back on the weekend to finalise the positions and cover off on the hookers and the halves. So Joe and I are just going to run through some injury news from the weekend, uh, a bit of trial news from the weekend just gone, and then look look ahead to some of the positional um, news for the team selections for the second week of trials this coming weekend. But Fitz, I'm going to give you 90 seconds to run through who is in your team currently right now. Ready? Go. She's a bit rough, mate. Cam Smith's a lock uh, at hooker. I've got Jay Brom, Scott, Latu and Lodge uh, pretty much locked in in the front row. Second row's been all over the shop, mate. Um, Nathan Brown, Merrin and maybe Gallon in there at the moment. Uh, bench of Elliot Cartwright and Leilua. Um, Elliot, dependent on whether he gets uh, gets that lock position. JT and Milf uh, in the halves, and I'll probably swap Croker out, but I've also got uh, Mansour, Milne, Hiku, and uh, pretty much rookies like Katoa and Izako uh, in centre wings, and I'm pretty much locked into Teddy and Kalen Ponga at fullback, mate. So how do you reckon I've done? Mate, shaping up okay. Not too bad. Pretty similar to mine, I think. And Wendon sent, sent me a post he's going to put up in the next day or two this week, actually, which is the hype team. So sort of the most popular team at the moment. And I had 17 of the 25 players. So I think we're all getting close to a, you know, a base squad now. I've got Smith and Havili. Then I've got Fafida, Ryan James, Latu and Lodge in the front row. Second row, Mannering, Trebojevic, Merrin, with Cameron Murray, Kakao, and Leilua on the bench. I've got JT and Cartwright starting halves with Croker and Watson on the bench. Wings, I've got Mansour, Hayne, Milne, and then my fourth one, it's sitting as far A at the moment, but that's the one I'm not really sure about, 
with Isako, let's say Lasau and Katoa on the bench, and then I'm going dual gun fullbacks Travojevic and Teddy. Oh no, yeah. So I mean, it's interesting. You know, we all have talked about kind of obvious picks and and you know chalk teams and all that kind of stuff. Just looking at the ownership at the moment, and only one player is over fifty percent. So, and that's obviously Bryce Cartwright. So, I mean, even the, you know the most popular player is barely owned by more than half uh, of the side. So there is plenty of variety. I know that you know we can be in a bit of an echo chamber where you know we're all kind of furiously agreeing with each other and we get the same kind of opinion. But I think there is plenty of variety out there in the Supercoach world at the moment. Yeah, definitely. And with the buy schedule set up the way it is this year as well, I think it leads to more of that, doesn't it? You know, people aren't as worried about the buys. You know, if someone has a bad buy in years gone past, no one would touch them. But And if someone had a decent, a good buy, you know, every man and his dog would be on him. But now it's just, it's really free reign, which is great. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of uh, lot of thought. I'm, I'm putting the finishing touches on the uh, fifth annual Ten Commandments of Supercoach at the moment and doing a bit of a deep dive on what the, the buy schedule changes mean for things like kind of trades and, you know, whether going down to 37, but what the new schedule means, um, you know, we've got kind of less or more trades than before, what the impact is basically. And hopefully I've got some insights for that. So that'll be out in the next couple of days. Beautiful. Excellent, mate. All right, let's jump into some of the injury news from the first week of trials, and we'll only talk about the Supercoach relevant people. Uh, Darcy Lussick is pro- was probably the main injury, four to six weeks there for him. Not that he's particularly relevant, but it's interesting to see what it could mean. It could mean more time for Tapao, potentially in the front row. It could mean more time for Joel Thompson or Sirinan, someone like that in the front row. But, I mean, it's only going to be for uh, maybe the first two or three weeks of the season so he's the one major injury from the first week that i've found but not particularly super coach relevant not going to have a huge impact i don't think no i don't think so i mean uh i don't think it'll really affect the edges but it might actually mean that jake trebojevic might start up front rather than at lock um but yeah i just not sure uh i think the super coach relevant for at manly are going to get their same minutes regardless of, of Lussick. It just might mean some of the fringe players get a few more minutes or maybe even Louis Brown you know, getting a minute or two more. Oh, Louis Brown, bring him in. <laughs> average average of 13 last year. He would have been <laughs> below the minimum if it was possible. He's a superstar. Jai uh, uh, Arrow, a couple of broken ribs. Uh, he's fallen out of favour with most people following the Cartwright signing anyway. Inglis probably not back to around two or three, which is he's definitely a stay away for me. Teddy's got the mumps, but he should be fine for round one. Cassiano has re-aggravated. Oh, sorry, no, tes- sorry. Cassiano has injured his ankle, but it's not a re-aggravation, so he should be okay. Jack Bird, mate, did you see that picture of him? Looks like he's been eating some pies in the off season. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's got a third-party agreement with Maccas. Uh, all the double quarter pounders he can eat, mate. He's been taken advantage. He's like what? Basically, basically he uh, he robbed Sam Cassiano of about the thirty yeah. kilos that Cassiano <laughs> lost. That's exactly where it's gone. Yeah, he won't be back to around four or five. Probably not super coach relevant, anyway. And then Gutherson is looking like being back round four or five as well. So little bit of injury, you know, sort of news around, but nothing too drastic at this stage. 
No, it looks um, looks looks pretty good. I, I think um, you know, with back to back, you know, four nations and the World Cup, um, you know, a lot of the kind of rep players have had a really shortened preseason to give them as much of a rest as they can. So, be interesting to see whether a few weeks in that affects them if they're a bit underdone coming into the year. Yeah, for sure. For sure, not long to go till the season starts now either. Is it, it must be two weeks, I think. Yep, yep. Two, two weeks, weeks from Ch- tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Beautiful, mate. It's going to cut into my married at first sight time. What am I going to do? Oh, you're kidding. I, I, can't, <laughs> I, can't, I, I know you've got your taste in uh, television, mate. You're a big Bachelor fan, but... Holy crap, married at first sight. That's like a <laughs> yeah. No, no thanks. It's, good. it's quality, quality. Yeah, real Mate, quality. I, I don't know where they find some of the people on there. I do not know. Um, I think they're just raiding asylum, don't they? <laughs> uh, for cheap labour. Could be. <laughs> All right, let's get back on topic. Um, let's let's jump into the trial news from the weekend. We'll talk about this for about ten or fifteen minutes or so. Mate, who? There was obviously a bunch of games, you know, eight teams won, eight teams lost. We don't really care about the results. But is there, from the news reports and maybe anything else you picked up or saw on Fox or anything, run us through sort of two or three players who either stood out or who sort of played a bit below par for you? Yeah, I thought... um... You know, I was really interested to see what Peter Hickey would do for the Warriors and, um, you know, playing at centre, which I think, you know, is better for him from a super coach perspective than on the wing. Um, you know, he did did really well. Um, and, you know, on the side with Sean Johnson there, he's going to get plenty of opportunities. So I think most people would have been looking at him given the, the cheapy price, but he's pretty pretty much should be a lock for most sides now um, that he's in there. And um, Havili, I think, I had Garvey as a placeholder in there, thinking that, you know, watched him pretty closely with the doggies. But uh, Havili seems to have locked down that starting role, which probably should be, you know, 60 minutes uh, for the Raiders. So given, given you know, he's probably the best option as a cash cow opposite uh, Cammy Smith. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think the Smith-Havili combo, you can't go wrong with that. Uh, Asofa Solomona from Melbourne, uh, minimal base stats from the looks of it, uh, but scored a try, got man of the match, etc. I've seen a few people talking about him. Probably the base stats aren't there as much for me to be interested. And his counterpart, who's you know one of your best mates, Jesse Bromwich. Are you going mm-hmm. Brom this year? Yeah, yeah, I am. I think oh, um, I mean, his price, his price is. Just too juicy. I mean, front row for starters is an yeah, absolute wasteland this year. Mate. Sucker for punishment. Well, well, I've, I, I rode him uh, to a couple of big finishes in the last three years, and then I rode him down the shitter uh, last year. So <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ante up again and see how we go. I'll start with him, um, but yeah, if, if he's looks like he's put the offload away and his work rate's down like it was last year, then I'm, I'm pretty. I'll, I'll jump off pretty quickly this year. Mm. I think that will be happening pretty quickly. I'm not going Brom this year after what he did last year, but, you know, take your point on board. He does have a decent pedigree from seasons past. Uh, looks like Luciano Leilua played quite well. He'll be a cheapie in most teams. But uh, on the flip side, James Graham sort of plodded along a bit uh, on his debut for the Dragons, and he definitely is not one that I'm looking at. No, I mean, one of the better things that Graham had going in his favour, 
obviously that he, he was a fairly premium player that didn't play Origin. And I think with a lot of the changes, the mid-season changes with the schedules, taking away that advantage and, you know, obviously he's getting up there in age and, and uh, he's probably got about 32 concussions at this point. So, yeah, I just don't think he's a super coach option anymore. No, I don't think so either. But, mate, your, your second best mate, Michael Leisha, could be firming as an option. <laughs> Look, Shall we tweet his dad and see how he's looking for the season? Oh, good old Mr. Leisha. God bless him. <laughs> look, look, Dean Pay will open things up for the Bulldogs, but the, what? here's my prediction for the Bulldogs. Um, everyone's going to be amped up. It's a free-flowing attacking style, and then they're going to get a few rounds in and go, oh, we don't actually have any attacking players with real skill, so we've got to change it up. And, you know, Hasler saw that. I don't agree with how the Bulldogs played, uh, you know, their system in the last couple of years, but I think the reason why Hasler played that way was he recognised that they, he just didn't have the cattle to play more open style. Um, certainly it's better for Leisha that he's running and not passing because uh, he's just about the only hooker in the NRL that struggles to pass unless he's uh, been practising over the off-season. Um He'll have a few attacking stats in him, but, you know, I just don't think Four and, and Frawley are the uh, halves combination to steer him around, even though I am on, uh, on, I'm pretty high on Mbai uh, at fullback, but that's about it for the doggies. Yeah, Mbai's an interesting pod. And Four and, you know, I saw one report said Four and had a blind, uh, had an absolute great game, and I saw another report that said he was absolutely useless. So, you know, sometimes you've got to take these preseason. Reports with a grain of salt, but he's not super coach relevant. But I just thought that was interesting. Two media outlets, two completely different versions of his performance. Yeah, it's it's the quality of the trials reporting is is pretty basic. But I mean, even with you know, once the real game started last year at the Warriors, um, you know, super coaches were annoyed that Foran, you know, had some attacking stats in the opening weeks, and people were crying that you know he was poison for Sean Johnson, and then. You know, it just turned out to be a flash in the pan, and after a couple of weeks, he went back to the Kieran Four, and we all know. Uh, yeah. So yeah, definitely not super coach relevant. No, not at all, mate. Trent Merrin is training the house down, and at five eighteen k, he's in my team, and I think he could bump his average up by, you know, maybe five or six points from last year, which I'll be looking at. Uh, so so, yeah. t- so tell me, tell me what the difference is between Merrin and Bromwich again. Oh, Bromwich is just useless. Well, they both they both had down seasons, um, you know, well down on what uh, but the mate, price. Bromwich, that Bromwich was spot. playing like. Look, I don't fact check, so this, this <laughs> might be wrong, but I, I still remember Bromwich playing like fifty minutes a game and scoring thirties. Yeah, like I, I, I don't occurrence. fact check. Is your middle name? Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, no doubt, mate. Bromwich was absolutely down, but I mean, Merrin stunk the place up for no apparent reason last year. Should have been, uh, should have been going big, uh, and there really wasn't that much in the way of middle competition. I don't think for him at the Panthers, and that that has remained the case this year. And I, I am tipping him for a bounce back, but it's just interesting that your your thought process with Bromwich, um, given they've both got similar pedigrees. Uh, you know, is, is that way with with Marin. Yeah, no, I think Marin, mate. It's all about Marin. What he, I mean, yeah, look, his minutes dropped from 67 down to 55 last year, so his average dropped accordingly. Obviously, PPM still around the 1.1. So, I'm just hoping that those minutes can come back. You know, and if he can contain that, um, sorry, maintain that consistent PPM. 
You know, Bromwich saw his minutes drop from 59 to 50. His average from 65 to 47. So his PPM dropped from 1.1 to 0.9. So at least Merrin's PPM was consistent. Yeah, I think, um, you know, Bromwich being, uh, you know, his diet, not including the white powder, is probably going to be helpful for him this year. So, Hopefully. yeah, that, that's that's what I'm tipping anyway. We'll see how we go. Okay. Okay, Sione Katoa from the Sharks uh, apparently played quite well. He'll be a cheapie in most teams. Also, uh, the Rabbitohs versus Wigan trial. Uh, a lot of the Supercoach relevant Rabbitohs didn't play. Adam Dohe, uh, who was a bit of a revelation in the World Cup, uh, looked good from all reports, but uh, he's a bench prospect at best. And Damian Cook and Robbie Farris split time there, so it's looks like it's Cook's spot, um, but no additional insights from the weekend just gone. Matt Lodge looks looks like he smashed it for the Broncos, and he he should be in he should be in eighty to ninety percent of teams, I think. Yeah, it should be. Um, you know, he should be one of the most popular anyway. But yeah, two hundred eight k. He's an absolute musk, as like I mentioned before, the bloody. The front row this year is awful, um, yeah. just given the drop, the drop in, you know, all the guns not being dual anymore, most of them. Yeah, no, it is definitely. I mean, I think last time I did the pod, I was running with Madalino in there, and I've gone in and I've used a gone arrow down to Cacao in the second row to free up some cash to get Madalino up to Fafita to at least give me one, you know, solid gun in there alongside Ryan James because... Like you say, after the first two or three, it drops off, and it's it's anyone's guess what the rest of these guys are going to average this year. Yeah, it'll, it'll be a wait and see, but yeah, very going to be very difficult with the lack of jewels this year. For sure, uh, Tane Milne apparently scored, played quite well for the Tigers, but he has not been named in the starting team for the Tigers this week, which we will get to shortly. Uh, Madalino did not play in that game out with a niggle for anyone who had him penciled in. Uh, Bryce Cartwright, mate, most popular player in Supercoach, but a tough debut as the Broncos dominated, is the report from Sangster. Yeah, still don't know whether... I mean, yes, we'll probably start with him, but I'm kind of starting with him begrudgingly in the same way that I did with Jared Hayne last year, where, you know, if you're not on him and everyone else is... um, you know, he's kind of too good for the price. So I'm not sure that he'll recapture the form that he, you know, of a couple of years ago. But, um, you know, just like Hayne, you know, was a complete bust last year at the Titans. So we'll, um, yeah, we'll see how we go. He'll start in the team, but I predict that if he doesn't go well, many a lot of people will drop off before round three. Yep, yep. Now what do you think about Matt Dufty from the Dragons? I mean, if he wasn't 490k... Every man and his dog would be on him for sure. He's priced at about a 55 average, so not much upside there, is there? But from all reports, he's he's been smashing the preseason and looking good, but just that price is just so annoying. Well, it's it's the price, yes, but at the at what it also is is that he plays fullback, and mm. fullback is by far the most, you know, chock full of, of super coach talent uh, position. I just don't think that there's any room there for, for a flyer. You've got to go dual gun or, you know, if, even if you're being really risky and, and somehow there's a rookie price player, um, maybe you go that. But 
it doesn't look that way. So lots of people, Teddy Turbo like you are or or Teddy Ponger or, or someone like that. So, yeah, yeah. very hard to, to fit a flyer in a fullback this year. Yeah, definitely. Mate, that, that's all the notes I've got here for the trials wrap and the injury update. Do you have anyone else to touch on? No, that's really about it mate it's it's very very hard with with all the extended squads and and all the combinations that have been tried i think you'll get much more of an indication out of uh you know the final trials this week as as kind of lineups start to be shortened and and combinations start to be worked on so this is kind of the week to start keeping a proper eye out and uh and seeing who's likely to be in the 17 on team list tuesday definitely All right, let's just pause quickly for a word from our sponsors and we'll be back with the team's wrap for this week's upcoming trials. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, mate. Firstly, Friday night, we have the JT Smithy testimonial match, Storm and the Cowboys. Billy Slade is rested after injuring his shoulder last week, and Vunivalu is also out with a couple of youngsters in the back there with Jerome Hughes and Tonna Mapea. The rest of the Melbourne team, I'm just having a look through, looks pretty standard, and, and same for the Cowboys, all of the usual suspects there. No one really jumping out at me as, you know, particularly becoming super coach relevant off the back of this game. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm interested to see how Will Chambers goes. A um, little bit of a down year, super coach wise, last year. Although I thought he played, you know, well enough uh, in reality. Um, but he's a he's a previous super coach gun. So uh, if they start to go right side a bit more often, um, you know, uh, on Munster's side, um, then I think he might come into considerations as kind of a second or third centre wing. But that's pretty much what I'm looking out for in that game. Yeah, so for Solomona off the bench as well for anyone looking at him. And we've got a Scott Drinkwater side sighting for the Storm. He's back. He's uh, he's like the white whale for some people. I think it was about, feels like about five years ago he was a, a he was a kind of a preseason gun, uh, wasn't he? Was it for St <laughs> yeah, George? I can't yeah. remember. It's a long time ago, mate. But um, yeah, blast from the past. I'll drink water. Yeah. Uh, Broncos are taking on PNG over in Saturday. Jesus, that's going to be a tough match. Um, not not in and not not being condescending either. I wouldn't want to play PNG. Bloody get smashed. But. For the Broncos, they've got their sort of their sort of top team there. Milford's coming off the bench. Uh, the rest of it, you've got Asako at fullback, obviously, with Boyd still not there, which means Pearson starts on the bench. Um, Lodge starting at half again. 
Todd Murphy at hooker, McCulloch in doubt for round one, I heard. Yeah, it's looking that way. Um, but, I, you know, obviously it sucks for the Broncos, but I don't think he's a uh, he's a real super coach option just given how close McCulloch is supposed to, supposed to be away. But um, it'd be interesting to see if McCulloch does go down again. Um, you know, if Murphy gets some good minutes under him, how he might go. Yeah, for sure. Mate, what's jumping out at you from Titans versus Warriors? Um, not much really. I just don't see a lot of value in in a lot of the the Titans that we haven't spoke about. Obviously, Latu, um, you know, seeing how he how he shapes up as a start. James on the edge and and Cartwright in the middle. Um, if anyone's able to kind of track some stats from that game, it'd be interesting to see, you know, how many tackles Bryce Cartwright falls off in the middle because I think that's going to be a big concern. Um, but yeah, otherwise. Some people have kind of whispered around that they, they think the Titans might be a shot at the eight, but I just don't see it, mate. There's just not enough talent there. No, I agree. I think it's those three guys that you said that are particularly relevant. Uh, Warriors will have SJ and Blake Green coming together for the first time, which will be good to see. Mannering's on the bench. Isaac Luke's playing in number 31. So a couple of inclusions to come in there. But Hiku gets the start in the centres again. So like you say, I sort of rubbished him a bit in the preview, but he's he's looking like a an actually a decent option now. Yeah, for sure for the price. I mean, he's he's probably uh historically like a 50 uh 48 to 50 average player, but he's priced uh, you know, well well below that. And I guess all I'd say about the Warriors is that I'm tipping that Blake Green will be the player that they bought for Warren for last year. Uh someone just to take all of the grunt work in the creative grunt work at, off SJ in the halves and just let him really do all the flair stuff. So even though I don't have Sean Johnson to start with this year, uh, tipping that he could have a really big year because I, I really rate Blake Green as that kind of organiser um, that kind of does his job. Yeah, no, he's a good player. Hopefully he is that, mate. I don't bloody Adam Blair. I really don't like Adam Blair, so he's turning me off even watching the Warriors this year. But unfortunately, I'll still have to, I think. Yeah, mate, go stick with your side guy. I'm talking to a Bulldogs fan here. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Manly and the Roosters. So Manly have got a really strong side here with Travoyevich, Croker and DCE in the halves. Tapao's starting front row. Jake is at lock uh, and a, a strong-looking bench as well, a bench as well Sorry, with Tanganoa, uh, who's at, the, um, at Manly this season there in the number 17. So... Pretty stock standard team. You'd expect that one to come out pretty similar to that round one. Yeah, if, if Tanganoa ever actually gets his head screwed on right, I mean, he has the potential that, to be a Tamalolo-style uh, player and obviously was at the Cowboys as well a couple of years ago before the wheels started falling off. But, yeah, it's pretty much... Um, you know, for Supercoach reasons, as expected with the Seagulls, good to see Jake Turbo get a hit out um, before the season starts. But, yeah, not, not a lot of surprises there for Noah Black in for Lusick. But, yeah, n- no other Supercoach-relevant people apart from the Turbos. DCE, I don't think, is a go. And everyone will have Lachlan Croker if he starts at six. Yeah, definitely. And then for the Roosters, again, it looks like a pretty pretty much a round one team, excluding Keary and Boyd Cordner, really, doesn't it? Yeah, Takiyahu starting up front is interesting. I'd, I'd keep an eye on how many kind of minutes um, you know he gets. You've got to think that 
Wuri Hargrave starts uh, when the real stuff gets going and, and Takiyahu moves to lock. But, um, yeah, look, not the Roosters will do real well, but I'm um, just not sure what, from a super coach point of view, outside of Tedesco, um, there's going to be Jake Friend will do well, but he's, he's kind of a poor man's Cam Smith. Um, and, I, and I don't think Latrell Mitchell is uh, is a consistent super coach scorer. So lots of people are on him for the price, but, you know, you'll get 15s and then you'll yeah. get 17, you know. Yeah, he's done that. He did that last year a lot. It's very annoying. So, I, yeah, I heard uh, Wenin and Perso talking about him as well. Like you say, a few people are on him, but I will not be just because of that inconsistency. Uh, we've got Panthers and the Dogs. Polar opposites here. Bulldogs have named an absolute reserve grade team with sort of none. Oh no, that's their or... top seventeen. Oh, no. is it? Oh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, mate. They're just <laughs> terrible. <laughs> no, this is mate, buddy. Yeah. Rockland Lewis is the new starting centre. Oh, I thought he no, was on neighbours. I thought it said Lincoln Lewis for a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, top recruit John Olive and Farmer Brown. No, it's, it's it's not much of a side, is it? No, it's you know uh, they're not they're not taking it too seriously. The Bulldogs um, at Belmore, it's a, it's a bit of a hit and giggle. But um, I think that from a Bulldogs perspective, what you're looking at is does Fatala Mariner get the start on the edge, um, or does Elliot move to the edge and then Fulalo, um at lock, if he starts and gets kind of 50 minutes, he could be a pretty decent option. But uh, I'm, I'm not sure Phil Lalo's a, a good enough player, basically, to hold down a start. He, he's traditionally been kind of a 10, 15-minute guy off the bench. But um, Elliot or Fatala Mariner, uh, depending on who's going to get the start uh, for the Bulldogs on the edge, I think could be very interesting. Yeah, mate, this is so funny listening to you trying to talk yourself into these players. They are oh, both. Mate, they am... are both rubbish. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, are. come on. <laughs> no, right, mate. I'm doing what I can. If, <laughs> if you can't start round one being optimistic, uh, then you know what are you going to be in round eight when you know the Bulldogs are two and six? Well, like Elliot and Fitella Mariner. Surely you can do better than that. Well, mate, that's that's what all bulldogs are saying to the uh, to the recruitment manager at the moment. Surely we can do better than that, but apparently not. Uh, and if but if Phil Lalo starts, I mean, look, I'm sure the Phil Lalos are lovely people, but um, you know they're, they're not they're not starting footballers uh, in the uh, in the NRL. Uh, no, no Phil Lalo, much less Danny. But, no. um, that's yeah. It's it's a shame. We'll, we'll see what Dean Pay does with him. Uh, he will open the throttle, whatever that means. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think the uh, I think the only honestly, I think the only real super coach relevant person could be Moses and by. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Leash is Leash is an absolute flyer uh, for the price. But yeah, that's yeah. pretty much my thoughts as a doggies fan. Good mate. It's good to get those thoughts. Appreciate it. Uh, they're up against the Panthers. Pretty strong team here for the Panthers. You got Mansour back. Um, Wallace is in at hooker. Interesting that Kakao is starting. Obviously, CHN still coming back from that shoulder reconstruction. Um, so he's working his way back slowly. Uh, similar to Waka Blake as well. He's uh, named off the extended bench there. But Kakao starting in the second row. Interesting. Obviously, like I just said, CHN coming back from injury, but still should mean minutes off the bench for Kakao. I'm surprised that, um, you know, they're all about the the three uh, word names up 
up the Blue Mountains, and I'm surprised James Fisher-Harris didn't get a start in front mm. of Kikau. So, yeah, Kikau's obviously sexy because he's cheap, but, um, yeah, for a long, long time, you know, we've all been saying the Panthers forward pack or the Panthers back row is an absolute mess for Supercoach minutes, going back to the Elijah Taylor days and, and stuff like that. Um, I'm not sure that that's particularly different at the moment. Um, Kakao could be just like Leota last year where he got one game and then disappeared for most of the season. So um, very risky unless uh, Hook comes out with some kind of strong indication one way or the other about the longevity of the different players in the side. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And it always it all depends on how many rookies are there come round one. You know, if it's desperate slim pickings, we might have to chuck him in. But if there's a few more options, it might be better to look elsewhere. Uh, we have got the Sharks and Wests. Uh, no team named yet for the Sharks. And like we said earlier, for Wests, Tane Milne on the bench. Chris McQueen on an extended bench. The boys spoke about him in their uh, podcast as well, given that he's dual second row centre wing as a, an outside back option for your super coach team. Madalino is back. It would be interesting to see how he goes. Uh, that's probably it for that game. What, what do you think? Yeah, um, Masters getting the start over Milne uh, or even Cheekham. Is, is kind of interesting as well. Cheekham and, and Masters aren't super coach relevant at their price or ability, but um, you know the fact that they're both in and around and can play centre uh, with Mill and even for Noah has, uh, from all reports, been impressive. So yeah, it's it's an issue with West that you've got to hope that Cleary settles on a side and sticks with it, and hopefully uh, hopefully Mill will be in it. But other, otherwise, you know, there's just not a lot to look out there. Yeah. He better be in it, mate, or there is going to be carnage come Tuesday in a couple of weeks' time. Knights and the Eels out at Maitland. Mate, Maitland home to the best chicken schnitty in Australia. Put Mark that down. Eight fitty schnitty. Look it up. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, I will, mate. Yeah, I've worked um, there for a couple of weeks, and it's the best, best schnitty I ever had. Yeah, it sounded yeah. like you were trying to pronounce a Polynesian player's name just then. What's the name <laughs> of the place? No, I can't remember. I think it was the Maitland Hotel. Tuesday nights, they had eight fitty schnitty. Eight fitty schnitty. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was very good. All right. Very and good. he plays centre, does he? No, all right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he plays in the local, in the local Maitland subbies. Very <laughs> uh, nice. Very nice. The, the Knights have got Ponger at fullbacks. Uh, they've got Watson and Pierce in the halves, which is great to see. Moga is playing. Saifidi is playing. Look, this is close to their best team, to be honest. And it's... It'll be all eyes on Ponga and Connor Watson, really, won't it? Yeah, I'm all over Ponga at the moment. He comes from a, a long line of esteemed Knights fullbacks. I think uh, the last two years, the round fullbacks have been Jalen Feeney and Dylan Pythian. Uh, <laughs> so, so with that kind of pedigree, you know Ponga's going to do well. Yeah, I think he's... Look, I think he's a good... I like that Teddy-Ponga combo at the back. I think that's strong. I think Ponga's got some upside in him. We saw last year, like the boys again said on the weekend, no JT, and he still managed to punch out good scores every week. Yeah, for sure. We, uh, my first stake bet of the year is actually with Wenon, which happened uh, happened off camera about a week ago. I can't, don't know if you remember, but uh, I've bet Wenon that uh, Kalen Ponga will average within 10 points of uh, Tom Trebojevic. I think him having the oh. kicking uh, puts, that, uh, puts him over the top, mate. Mm. I, I, right. I think I think Pong is a lock for a 60-point average. Well, we shall see. 
For the Eels, mate, I think Hayne, he's a lock for a 60-plus average. He's in my <laughs> team. Lock him. Going to have uh, a mass, massive season. I say Kalen Ponga averages more this season oh. per game than Jared Hatton. Oh. Let me think about it. That's going to be close. Wow, you, you came out swinging, mate, <laughs> and then you got a little tap on the chin and you run away. I, I thought he was a lock for 60, you said. Yeah, let me think about it. I'll come All back right. to you on our next show. Sure, podcast. buddy. <laughs> okay, mate. Uh, so for the Eels, we've got Takarangi starting in the second row, which is interesting. Bo Scott pushes back to the bench there. Uh, who knows how that'll shape up round one. In case of Pritchard gets pushed back to the bench with Cameron King starting at hooker, uh, this team, again, is pretty much their best 17, excluding Gutherson, who is obviously injured. Um, much else much else doing at Penrith? I mean, sorry, at Para, really, to be honest. Alvaro, maybe? Yeah, Alvaro looks like he's going to get the minutes. Um, but if Casey Pritchard went away, I think Cameron King at the price could be could be interesting. But, um, you know, I, I don't think he's going to... He's, yeah, you, you'd probably go the safe bet of uh, the, the Canberra start, starting hooker there over Parramatta. But, yeah, Nathan Brown is in my side at the moment. Um, very wary of kind of not picking someone after a career year like that. But at the same time, you know, he does have those those bench minutes which uh, suppressed his average and price. So I think Brown's a pr- pretty good option to start the year. And a lot of people were on Moses, but but that he's starting to fade as a, as a super coach option. Yeah. It's not particularly trendy at the moment. Yeah, true. Yes, there was a bit of chat about Moses. So let's see how he goes this week against the Knights. Rabbitohs and Dragons, the last one that we will talk about tonight out there at Mudgee. Uh, a few big guns out for the Rabbits, Reynolds, Inglis and Crichton. So don't read too much into the fact that Dohe is starting at in the halves. Um, Reynolds is obviously needs to come back into that side. But Damien Cook again gets the start at hooker. Burgess is back there at lock. Farah's first man off the bench. Heimel Hunt's there. Gagai's playing his first game, so it'll be interesting to see how he goes. Uh, and that's that's about it. There's a couple, a couple of half-decent options there, I suppose. Yeah, Farah needs to just go away um, for Cook to, to be relevant. And I, I, I think Robbie's best days are well behind him. So I would imagine that Rabbitohs fans would probably feel the same. You know, they'd love to see Cook play 80 minutes. Um, and, yeah, really not a lot else. I mean, Gagai, if, if he was at fullback, would have more interest than, than if he's at centre. Mm. Um, Kenner, uh, if there's not too much in the way of centre wing, Rookies around, even though he's at 236, we'll probably get a look in. Um, but yeah, Cody Walker's overpriced, Alex Johnson too inconsistent. And um, yeah, I, I, I'm a bit worried about Sam Burgess. I think he's, um, you know, he's, I don't, I think his days of being, you know, competing for the absolute top, uh, you know, top of the tree at Supercoach are probably gone. I think he's a premium player, but not kind of at the absolute top anymore. Welcome to the club, mate. I think exactly the same. He will not be in my side this year at all. Yeah, and Agreed. if he does get that edge, his work low, his work rate it was you know plummeted when uh, when he played on the edge last year. Yeah. So it'd only be if he was kind of close to eighty minutes in the middle that you consider him. But he's probably a bit overpriced even after a dud year last year. 
Uh, yep, many do not agree, but I do, and I will not be having Burgess this year. Uh, Rabbits are up against the Dragons, who have just named a squad in alphabetical order, so there's not a lot we can read into that. And then the Broncos, uh, probably their B-grade team, are taking on Winner Manly out at Kogurai Oval on Saturday night, but both teams are yet to be announced, so there's not a lot we can talk about there. All right, mate, I, we have covered off on... I reckon close to a hundred players tonight. Smashed it. Yeah, we, we, I mean, it's you know, Teamless Tuesday is going to be definitive. Um, this week's trial games will really start to narrow down the list of of kind of potentials for people and and shift the narrative a bit on some. But man, it's starting to starting to get the smell of the new NRL season, mate. So I'm getting excited. That's right, mate. I can f- smell the stench of Elliot Fitella Mariner and Fualalo already. Mate, I can smell the stench of you predicting that Jared Haynes going to score sixty <laughs> points a game, and uh, but I could, but that's over overloaded by the smell of the steak that's already cooking. Uh, if you bet me against Ponga, mate, so you get back you get back to me on that one. I'm I'm keen to get a leg up after after last year getting snaked by Wenin on a couple of bets. Yeah. All right, I'll do my research, mate. Uh, Wenin and Co will be back on the weekend, like we said, to finish up with the positional previews. And then, um, again, only two weeks to go, less than two weeks till Teamless Tuesday. So plenty of content coming out on the site, plenty more podcasts in the next couple of weeks. So keep it locked and loaded through to the season kickoff. Thanks for your time, mate. Speak to you soon. Cheers, mate.